views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, the cost of living is something that is never far away from the headlines, from the front pages of the newspapers and from the airwaves. And it's something that is affecting all of us, but uh, particularly parents at this time of year. It's always been an expensive time of year when organised parents in July are um, getting the, the book lists together, working out what uniforms are going to be needed for September, whether you can patch a, a hole in the arm of uh, in the elbow of a school jumper or you can take a hem down here and there always helps but it's not always possible and sometimes these items have got to be replaced and people just don't have the spare money with uh, rising prices all year round and it's been something that we've been covering here on Limerick today and um, we have a, a Limerick school teacher who was on the show on Limerick today talking about these costs and how they're having an impact Oh, sure, come here to me. I, I know it is. It, it's actually scandalous for some parents. I feel fortunate enough in our own school. We've, you know, we've actually got dish status for September, so it's delivering an equality opportunities across school. So that will allow us, I suppose, some additional funding to be able to help the members of our community. Um, schools definitely need to look at ways to help parents reduce the cost. Something as simple as, you know, when it comes to uniforms, Joe, or tracksuits, like the need to be going out for parents to buy crested jumpers or crested school tracksuits. To be honest, there's absolutely no need for it. And I, as I said, I, I tutor kids with additional needs and for many different schools as well in the evening time and parents are telling me that you know they've had to go in now and pay 160 euro for the school tracksuit because it's crested and my head on there kind of going you get a navy jumper you get a navy tracksuit pants inside and done stores or, or aldi or wherever it is and if they really want a crest schools should provide the crest to be stuck on the same even with book rental and everything like that every school i know most schools now are probably offering it but it's just to help parents reduce as many costs as possible and the same with these contributions reduce i i our school again we've a, we've a minuscule contribution really and like we don't pressure parents if they can give it they can give it if they can't we won't chase them but you do hear of some schools that could be 160 170 euro which i don't really think there's any necessary big need of doing Okay, so that was Gronya, school teacher, talking about uh, the cost of sending kids back to school. And <clears throat> Bernardus, of course, have carried out their annual study. And this time they're saying that the dire straits some parents are facing with mounting school costs means that some parents are actually skipping meals in order to get their kids sorted for going back to school. Mother of two, Michelle Daly, and the national policy manager from Bernardus, Stephen Moffat, are both with us uh, to talk about this grim reality facing parents this year. You're both very welcome to the programme. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jillian. Good morning, thanks. Michelle, if I can start with yourself. um, You have young children and you're sending them back to school. What do you think about the costs? Definitely you're seeing a significant increase year on year from last year even. Um, You know, you're definitely seeing it in the school books things are going up a little bit. I would definitely concur with Bernardo's research around the average costs. Um, I have a little boy going into third class and it is, you're looking at maybe three to 500 euros all in when you think about it all together. For third class? Yep, third class. And bear in mind, I know there's a um, school book rent, which is a great thing, but it means that the books that you are buying, like I spent, and I like to do it early because I like to know the cost. 
and I like to know, you know, that shop around, I suppose, a little bit as well. Um, but the cost of the books were 100 euros. And I think when you think about it, those aren't actually even books. Those are actually workbooks because the school provides through the book rental scheme the main, you know, book books. So you're paying book rental and then you spend another 100 euros on, on school books additionally to that. And then there's the uniform and then there's the voluntary contribution. So it does add up. Um, it definitely does add up. And while I certainly would be, you know, struggling with, um, you know, as, as Bernardo said, parents having to make really tough choices. At the same time, it's definitely significant. I've been talking to other mums. It's something that came up even before the school holidays where there was voluntary contributions. We were talking about different schools and how they manage it. And each school does take an individual approach. Um, and that's something that people struggle with like is it voluntary it's not very voluntary in a lot of cases you know there's the reminders are sent out the children know that it's there remind the parents you know it's it's not that voluntary and to be honest having been on a like parent teachers association myself previously i know that the school needs the money that comes in from that as well Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's the problem. Is schools, in fairness, if they're looking for it, it's because they need it. And they need it for basic things. We're not talking about, you know, fancy new equipment. Mm. We're talking about basic needs for the school. Yeah, and Stephen, we're all, parents of kids are, are familiar with these stories and hearing that schools struggle to pay for basic uh, equipment and I've heard of primary school teachers who are dipping into their own salary in order to provide um, simple things like whatever it be crayons and markers and photocopying and that kind of thing I mean on one basic level schools are not pro- properly funded in yeah. this country and the government seems to expect parents to fill that gap yeah, absolutely. And and this isn't something that's that, that's a new issue. It's been going on for decades. We've had ministers of education in the past uh, repeatedly saying they want to tackle this issue, but no, no uh, measures have been taken by any governments uh, over the last number of years. Uh, and, you know, we have to appreciate and the government has to own up that because they're not funding schools appropriately, schools are feeling compelled to go out to parents and ask them for, for, for money to pay for essential costs, which might be heating the school, which might be he, are making sure the lights are kept on. And they're asking for this money from parents who are telling us that they're really, really struggling. And parents, as you know, it was alluded to a moment ago, parents do feel that there's a compulsion around paying this uh, voluntary contributions uh, they feel that you know if they don't pay, pay it the, the shame that might be involved because they might know the people uh, in the school quite well or actually asking for the voluntary contributions they might be getting numerous uh, emails or letters home about the voluntary contributions which you don't think is right you know it, it, no. this is something that the government should just be funding there shouldn't be a gap uh, for and, and the other cost. thing is that there's no equality in it because then if you have a school in an affluent area it's obviously going to do better than a school in a not-so-affluent area. And so the inequality continues with the next generation. You know, children of well-off parents get a better-funded school than the children who don't. Now, I know that the the, the government has its DESH programme in place as well and does support schools in uh, areas that are particularly disadvantaged. But uh, the the middle-of-the-road schools then seem to get completely left out. 
Yeah, and you know, look, the desk program is really, really positive, and it's been expanded this year, which is a really welcome step. But yeah, you're definitely right in terms of pointing out that for those additional costs, where schools are really struggling, who mightn't be, uh, mightn't quite have enough money to to fund essential things over the course of the year, those schools in, in, in slightly more affluent areas where they can go out and ask parents, they can do fundraisers that raise more money because parents have more money. Those schools and other more dis- economically disadvantaged areas don't have that ability to do it. Now, they might be receiving more money in terms of DESH, DESH funding, which is positive, but they still, yeah, for them to go out and for them to ask for additional funds, we, they shouldn't be asking for it. So all children, regardless of, of, of where you're growing up, should be going to schools that are uh, appropriately funded for, to, to run that school for, for that year without having to go and ask for parents. And, uh, can you provide additional money? And the disparity is often not very clear. I mean, look, even in in a school I sent my children to, um, when I when they started off, I think going back to school was act- was very expensive. But actually, the school took good action. I think it's things like the Bernarda survey that uh, you know drew attention to it. And in the in the early years, I discovered what used to drive me mad was at the end of the year they'd bring their books that they had, I'd paid for the previous year and I'd look through them. And these would be workbooks. They might have done two pages in, in a workbook that I'd spent, okay, it might have been eight or nine euros, but they add up over time and it felt like such a waste. But by the time they'd finished school, the number of those workbooks had certainly diminished. There was certainly more sharing of books around the classroom and I think the school had taken active, uh, you know, an active policy to try and reduce the cost and they had the, the school book sale where you could buy the second-hand books and all that kind of thing. But if schools could be, were forced to be a little bit more open about the cost of returning to school, you know, pri- the parents could see, okay, this is what our uniform cost is. This is what what we provide for parents who might be struggling financially um, compared to another one. Parents might be able to make a bit more of an open choice as to actually where they decided to send their children. Yeah, absolutely. I I think for us it's about being as transparent as possible. But also as well, as you pointed out, where where schools are taking those really positive steps in terms of how can we reduce costs? Uh, for parents as much as possible. How can we do that around school books? Um, how can we do that around uniforms? Because as you said, there is great disparity out there. There are some schools that aren't taking that, those measures that they could be. Certainly around uniforms, too many schools are still looking for crested branded uniforms uh, and looking for, you know, around not just around your daily uniform, but around your PE, for, around your track stuff, suits, yeah. Which there's no, it's, it's shown that sometimes principals and boards of management are, are, are out of touch with the reality of the economic uh, difficulties families might find themselves in, particularly at the moment. The government needs to make sure that they're not, and if they are, they don't have the bit they, they are. There's a measures put in place to make sure there's affordable options. Similarly around books, really, really positive, making sure that schools have uh, book rental systems, making sure they don't have yet unnecessary costs placed on workbooks that children don't use. One of the big steps around that and what parents constantly tell us about and really hitting home this year is free school books. You know, if, if schools are providing, provided the funding to provide free school books, I think you'd see that cut down as much as possible to make sure that only the essentials that children will use and that they need would be provided for. And it would put all children at an equal footing as they go back to school in September. Michelle, what would you like to see as being the first step they take? Would it be around uniforms? Would it be around books? Or would it be around the voluntary contribution? Well, having talked to other mums, 
And that seems to be the topic that comes up all the time is a voluntary contribution. Standardising it, perhaps, across schools, you know, that it's not left up to the school. Because you could see a wide dis- difference between certain primary schools and other primary schools. Perhaps you're in a more affluent area, they need less. But at the same time, if there was a standard fee, I think that would be helpful. And that would make it very transparent and open for all. And um, Around the uniforms, I totally agree. The cost of uniforms are very expensive. I mean, I think I bought a tracksuit last week and it was €80 Euros for, for an eight-year-old. You know, because it had to be branded one. Um, and they grow so fast. You're, you're thinking, God, will, how long will I get out of it? Will he get to, to January out of it? Will he get to June? Um, and like that's, and that's in one tracksuit. You know, if he scuffs it, if he gets a hole in it, you know, what happens grows out of it? Um, I think definitely uniforms, a little bit of, you know, even advice to parents, how to get the most out of it. I know one school in Limerick recently had a uniform swap shop at the end of the, of the year in, in June, where people could bring in uniforms that were clean, that were reusable, that perhaps their own children weren't going to use or they didn't have a child who would fit it, and be able to swap that with other parents. I think that's something that we could do that could be a little bit more organised and helpful in order, especially in a circular economy. We're all trying to be less fast fashion and a little bit more thoughtful about what we buy and how sustainable, you know, our purchases are in uniform as well. Yeah. I often say to friends of mine, a friend of mine who doesn't have children, I said, when they go in uniform, you'll find you buy less clothes for your children because they do tend to wear it. Like they wear it five days a week. So, you know, it is important that they're good quality. But at the same time, we do need to keep an eye on the cost of them because it can be excessive. Yeah, and that is the dilemma, Stephen, when it comes to uniforms and quality. And people say, so you could get, you know, if it wasn't a crested jumper, you could get one for, you know, a tenner in a chain store or something like that. But it's that old thing, the poverty trap, you know. If a man can't afford an expensive pair of shoes that might last him 10 years, he has to buy the cheap pair that costs him maybe a quarter of the price, but he might be replacing them five times as regularly. So you end up poorer. You end up spending more money on shoes because you're replacing them so regularly. Um, and similarly with the uniforms, you know, if people end up buying really cheap, poor quality uh, clothes for their, their kids, they'll end up with less money in their pockets because they'll tear, they'll get holes in them and that kind of thing. Yes, but I suppose there, there is an issue around that. Uh, and We would certainly recognise that, that, you know, making sure that children do have quality clothing, uh, which is obviously very important both within school and outside of school. But one of the things that we sort of see that there is, there are affordable options out there that are good quality, um, but also that parents should have that ability to make that decision themselves. But the biggest issue is, they don't, if they're put under such financial pressures that we're seeing that they're telling us in this year's survey that they're telling us that they're going without food that they're mm. to afford uniforms that they're having to come back on other essentials that they're feeling humiliated having to ask friends or family to borrow money we don't think that's right because they don't have that initial, if it's 80 euro for a crested uniform that, or jumper that might be very good quality but if they don't have that 80 euro and that's being, they're being compelled fork out on that you know what's the ramifications absolutely Uh, isn't that crazy isn't it look i just kind of think in a in a country where we have so much tech are there not do we not have computer companies that could sponsor giving ipads out to first years rather than parents having to to fork out for that and and books as well on top of it 
It's not like they the iPads replace the books. And that's what we've definitely seen over the last couple of years and really seen it this year, is where parents are feeling where they thought in the past where the, you know, the digital tools like iPads and online books and licenses would take over from you know physical books, they now feel like it's a double cost. They're still having to pay for, for books and they're having to pay for the digital tools and the licenses. And, you know, yeah, iPads could cost hundreds of euros. Oh, yeah. Many, many parents came across us saying, you know, as children transition, particularly from primary into secondary school, they're being asked for, and, you know, schools might say, we would recommend that you purchase your child a laptop that could be 800 euro. It could be an iPad for 500 euro. And our biggest concern about that is both the pressure it puts on families, but the potential for inequality there and households in which parents just can't afford that or parents are feeling such compulsion to go out and buy it. They might buy one and it does for three or four children in the household and there's multiple children in that child's class who have their own personal iPads and, and laptops. And obviously there's, there's a general equality issue generally around that but around education we don't think that's right and it just needs to be addressed by the government yeah, yeah certainly an awful lot of pressure on parents i remember starting off in first year uh, many moons ago when my kids did it it cost at least around a thousand euro with uniforms books and everything else um, and I, I dread to think what it costs now and nobody has that thousand euros to spare with the cost of living. Stephen Moffat of Bernardus, thank you so much for joining us on the programme this morning and also Limerick Mama 2, Michelle Daly. Share your thoughts with us this morning. Send us a WhatsApp or a text to 086 123 95 Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.